welcome back to episode three of the Kinoplex podcast. I'm joined once again by Oase. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Jack? I'm very well, thanks. And James as well. How are you? Terrible. Oh dear. Why is that? Uh, I'm in Italy, and people are rude. The people are rude. Oh dear. Well, well, well. That's that's quite a nice segue because, as discussed in our last episode, you are both at the Venice Film Festival. 2019 aren't you yes we are indeed how's it been so. how's it been so far apart aside from the uh italians it's been good really yeah. is that so oh dear well aside from the lack of sleep as well italians mm. and lack of sleep lack otherwise of it's going well. As well oh gosh you've, you've been <laughs> there for three days and you've already both turned into huge racists we've mm. been here a week almost actually. yeah really yeah. imagine you've had no sleep and people keep coming up to you on the street and just pushing you and saying, Scusi, 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 scusi. Oh, prego, prego, grazie. Oh dear. No, they don't say don't that. Say that that's nice. But, but what, what was it like getting getting to Venice? Was that was that a trouble at all? Or? We just got on a plane and then a boat in it. <laughs> a plane then a boat. Classic. Classic yeah. combination. Classic combination. <laughs> cocktail. Like a, a supreme cocktail of, of, of travel, if you ask me. Of travel. <laughs> what, what about your accommodation? What's that like? I heard you had a bit of trouble uh, a couple nights ago getting locked out, didn't you? Yes, we did. Um, we got locked out on the street, and I threw up all over the sidewalk as well, which was fun. Really? Oh dear. Yeah. What's it been, what's it been like so, in terms of? I've seen on your on your social media lots of lots of partying going on. Not really, actually. It's not been a lot. We get free access to the free press lounge, which is quite good. Which is there's also awesome. drinking, just not necessarily lots of partying. Hmm. Ah, I see. Have you been been Cause... doing a lot of mingling at all, or no? With who? Really. With with celebrities in in the the city of Venice. Yeah, I'm best friends with Joaquin Phoenix now. Robin Schultz. Yeah, unlike Han, they're not just walking around. They're in their hotels. We see them in the screenings, but that's about it. Really? Yeah. What, what's it like compared to Can? Relaxed. Much more relaxed. And you get into most things that you want to see. Mm. In that, in Cannes, you know that was that was a big thing that you didn't really get into anything. Mm. And there's an open Campari bar, free alcohol, yes. Oh, very nice. Did you not get not get that luxury in France? No, no. There was <laughs> a bar, an open bar, but it wasn't as good. Oh, that's a bit rubbish. Never mind. Well, um, as you said, always you're, you're best friends with your new new pal Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Who is in? Who is in? What both of you guys are calling a masterpiece? And always you got a little bit, a little bit famous on a uh, film Twitter, didn't you? For your I did. Res- yeah. So uh, the Joker. Basically, I sent out a wee tweet saying my thoughts on it, and for some reason it just got picked up by like most of film Twitter. It has so indeed. Not, not too bad because it's it's um, I linked my review to that, and that obviously picked up a lot of traction from that as well. So yeah. can't complain. Not not bad at all. So so tell me a little bit about your thoughts on on Joker. You've already told me how much you like it, but but let's go a little bit more in depth. I think it's just it's just such an unexpected comic book film. Like you go into a comic book film expecting certain things and sort of you know expecting a very safe, oversaturated type movie, and it's not. It's dark. It's disturbing. It's a little bit fucked up. So really, is that so? What about what about you, James? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. You brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. For You're that, welcome. For that insight, what do you yes, think? What do you indeed. think the the general the, the reactions have been like so far? It's it's positive. I mean, our reactions are just 
what the other reactions have been, aside from a few people who yeah. have missed the point of the film. I was gonna... It picked up. It picked up a little bit of backlash. I was gonna, um, like I was a couple days after. That, yeah. I don't know why, but like, because obviously the first day, the, the day of the press screenings, everyone was like, oh, you know, this film is, is amazing, it's a masterpiece. And, you know, film Twitter that night was like unanimously excited. And then the next morning, I remember we woke up and went into a screening and there was just nothing but like negativity surrounding it and saying it's like misogynistic, racist and dangerous. But it's it's none of those things. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's literally nothing about sex or race in the entire film. Why do you think it's being perceived like that then? Because um, there's a particular stereotype that people were thinking that Joker was going to kind of play to. And it didn't. Um, well, it, that's, mm, that's the question. So people are like, oh, you know, do we really need another like violent white man who we sympathize? And that is what the film is about yeah however when people were talking about it originally i think they meant that in the incel sense mm -hmm. and therefore now when they're talking about the film they're saying it's incel friendly really? but it's not but the problem is that on film twitter people were so sure that it was going to be like that that when somebody says, oh, actually, it is like that, then everyone starts tweeting, oh, everyone in Venice is white and male. Nobody actually understands the harm that this movie is going to do. Yeah. So people who haven't seen it are the main people tweeting about it in that sense. Which is, is also not true because one of the, the people that saw it with us is um, our friend from Ed Film Fest, Laura, um, who obviously thought it was a masterpiece as well. So, like, you know, it's... It isn't, and she's, you know, quite hard in films that are, like, misogynistic and, and stuff like that, and obviously she thought it was amazing. Oh, it's got, got Laura's seal of approval, has it? Instant, <laughs> yeah. instant kino, instant kino. Yes. But, yeah, no, it just it was just weird, it's just all of a sudden, because, obviously, when I, when I tweet out my thing, initially a lot of the responses were quite positive, like, oh, I'm really excite, excited for it and stuff, aside from, like, the occasional person being like, oh, you know, you're just a DC shill, like, you hate Marvel. Yeah. Which obviously, you know, just because Marvel fans are fucking AIDS. But um, basically for, yeah, for like most of that night, it was fine. Um, and then I remember waking up and seeing the responses and just sort of there was like a, a bit of a switch whilst we were sleeping. Yeah. And all the, all the responses were negative. Like, oh, you know, you're just jumping on the bandwagon. I've heard this film was crap, you know, like, yeah, did you even see it? That sort of thing. So it's sort of like, I've seen, well, a, bit, I've seen a bit more uh, mixed reviews uh, than I expected. Um, cause, for, the, for, the, for the Joker. Yeah, because when you guys were, were going on about it, you, you, you're so right and saying that it was a masterpiece. And then, then the next day, things seem to have, have tempered a wee bit. Do you think, do you think that it's going to split the public as well? Like it has the as far, well, as far as reviews go, it seems to be... I Guard, five stars. Guardian yeah. gave it five, Empire gave it five, IGN gave it ten. Like, as far as reviews go, everyone seems to be um, yeah. on the same page. I think it's just the, it's, it's the people that haven't seen it. And it's an entirely um, unpretentious film as well. I don't think it's going to play badly to a, pretty much any general audience. Yeah. I think it's just going to be quite. It does. Quite it does push its violence and its rating to like its extreme. Really. But I I, I don't think that's really mm. gonna. It's a know, hard eighteen. It's a hard eighteen, but I don't think that's gonna you know cause, like I don't think that's gonna split audiences. I you know it's it's just it's rated something. It's using that rating, 
to its best, essentially, for its story. I've seen I've seen people saying that it's it, it advances the the superhero genre and that superhero films are never going to be the same after this film. Do you do you agree with that? I mean, that's a slight exaggeration. I feel. I mean, we've had superhero films like Logan, which haven't played by the superhero film kind of rulebook. Hmm. This one is kind of different in that there is basically no hint of superhero-ness at all. Like even Logo had some Logan had some <laughs> powers and shit. Yeah. Um, but here there's literally nothing. Um, so what that means for me personally is that this isn't really a superhero movie. It's better, you know, it manages to excel beyond a franchise movie because it isn't necessarily that. I see. Um, it's not necessarily taking the superhero movie into a new kind of um, playing field because that's not what it is. It's not one of those movies. Hmm. Well, it's like, it's like what I wrote in my review and what I was saying to James after the screening. You forget that you're watching a superhero film and it's like... Every now and then, because obviously it's set in, you know, the Batman world, so every now and then they'll, like, name drop Thomas Wayne or they'll mention Arkham or Gotham, and it was like, in those moments you're sort of taken aback because you're like, oh, I completely forgot this is set in a fictional comic book world because it's it, it's that real and it feels that sort of yeah. disattached from the genre. That it's you, jarring. Yeah, that when, when it mentions, like, Gotham, you're sort of like, oh, wait, I forgot this is, like, a comic book movie. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, well, yeah, that that's one that I'm really, really looking forward to to coming out. I think um, could be film of the year, maybe potential potential Oscar, Oscar, Oscar sites there. What do you think? Yeah, I think Joaquin deserves to win. To be honest, I mean, it's probably one of the best performances of the year. Really? What do you think? Yeah. James? Yeah, definitely, hundred uh, percent. There's a film that we're going to discuss in a bit called Marriage Story, and I was convinced that like the the lead performance there was like the best performance ever, mm. but then this is better. Well, so. well, well. Maybe we should move on to that next marriage story. Now, this is one that you were quite, quite um, a fan of, weren't you, Wes? Yeah. So this is the new one from Noah Baumbach, who's done like Francis Ha, the Meerowitz stories, While We're Young, um, films like that. Sorry, yeah. my phone keeps going off. Um, yeah, he's done films like that, so sort of like you know character type films. So this is. It stars Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver as a couple that are essentially going through divorce. Yeah. And it's essentially sort of focusing on that divorce period and how it affects their lives. Because essentially it starts out, they want to do it quite um, peacefully and remain friends and everything, but then they both get lawyers involved and it becomes just an absolute shambles for both of them. Really? Yeah. Dear, it doesn't sound very, very, very positive. <laughs> Adam, put Adam, put Adam Driver. But it's it's really good in that if you've seen Noah's other films, they're I I I know I enjoy them more than than James does, but they're they're always a little bit contrived and you know disingenuous. Whereas this feels like you're essentially watching this couple, like you're like a fly on the wall observing this this couple sort of go through their divorce. James, you said that that. Adam Driver's performance was, was one of the best of the year. I mean, it's like a it's like an all time good performance. Really, like, like if if Joaquin there. hadn't gone and done it, he had to do it to him. Joaquin had to do it to him. It would have been a shoe in. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that good. I've never thought of thought of him as um, a particularly um, skillful actor. What do you guys think? Well, see, well, see, that's what I thought of Scarlett. Yoh- that's what I thought of Scarlett Johansson. Like, I, I, I like her, but I've never thought she's like particularly great. She's also amazing in this. Like, she also gives 
a career best performance as well. Really? Yeah. Mm, very nice. Same career same. best performances all around. Literally. Well, Laura Dern's in it, which well, I Laura Dern, yeah. J- James loves her. Mm. She's also the, great. What have the critics' reactions been like? Much, much the same? It's, it's pretty much been uh, five star across the board as well. Mm, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Venice yeah. has been strong this year. <laughs> it's been a, been a very strong year. You've picked, picked the right yeah. year to go. But Netflix are um, trying to push Marriage Story super hard. Really? Like that's it's showing big, here. That's their big Oscar contender. It's showing in Toronto. Netflix film. It's showing in New York. It's showing in London. No other film does that. Really? Wow. That's that's pretty amazing. Netflix moving moving into the market. Yeah, that's a, I think was it last year Roma was it no, Roma last Roma year? was last year. Yeah. yeah, that was their big contender last year. This year it's obviously Marriage Story. Hmm. Exciting. You can tell. Yeah, well you've definitely picked the right right year for it moving on and next we have ad astra ah yes ad astra <laughs> was another it, kino was wow. another absolute it's all kino yeah. today on the kino plaque <laughs> oh kino all around five oh. star five stars across the board bon appetit T- tell me a bit about this one because um because you weren't too sure how how good it was going to be were you yeah i mean this is this is probably the strangest blockbuster film Stranger Than Joker really? that's going to make its way yeah. onto the big screen later this year. It's like somebody gave an irresponsibly huge amount of money to somebody who they probably shouldn't have given that money to and they made a very strange film but with the budget of like, I don't know, a what block, else has a budget like, like that? A crazy, crazy Just any blockbuster. sci-fi blockbuster. It's like a massive space movie but there's like four characters in it Oh and it's just Brad Pitt on his own for like the entire movie. Really, just just hanging out. Yeah, yeah but it, it's like, like it's like being what, sad. You were, what you were saying, Joker. You can sort of you know what you're gonna get with that. This one is just it's like it's it's bizarre. I mean, it's like Brad Pitt narrating the entire thing. It's like there's a voiceover that sort of goes through all of it, and it's like him talking about how lonely he is, how moody he is, how upset he is, how much I'm he misses a sad his dad. Man. Are, you yeah, sure, are you sure this was? Are you sure this was a film that just wasn't like an excerpt from his diary? <laughs> I said it's, I said it's driving space. Oh, driving space, just this lonely, yeah. lonely. Loser. Like, I'm a simple man. I don't do talking oh, no, or emotions or shit. I fly. Hmm. Apocalypse. Ah, astronaut. Astronaut. Apocalypse now in space, isn't it? I thought so. Yeah, it's it got a similar is. story. Yeah, yeah, similar vibes. But the thing is, what 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 sort of I find most interesting about it is. It's got this big, massive budget. It's got this massive, um, wide release, and it's probably going. It's definitely going to bomb. Really, and no the, money is being made. And the people that are gonna go see it, chances are, if they're like, you know, mainstream moviegoers that don't usually watch this sort of stuff, they're not gonna like it. Mm. Because it's split like our group at Venice as well. Not everyone loved it here. Really? Yeah. Mm, oh dear. Yeah, the reviews have been very mixed. I saw, I've seen five star reviews. Guardian gave it five. And I've seen like two star reviews as well. Really? Who from? Mm. Scrutiny. Really? Yeah, Scrutiny gave it five. He's a very prominent critic. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He writes for the Film Bite, a little wee website. That that, that we also write for, don't we, (laughs) Wes? Yeah, we do. Have you got a review of The Joker up yet? I do, yes. I've been actually doing all the reviewing um, at Venice. Um, Stuart here, he's supposed to be reviewing as well. Mm. I'm calling him out on it right now whilst he's sitting next to me. Not to fucking type my fucking review so you guys can do your Who told you that? <laughs> James, um, yeah, so... you, how's your reviewing been going? Terrible. 
terrible. I've done like four reviews. I've seen like twenty films. <laughs> too much, too much free alcohol. That, yeah. Yes. Too, too much, much films. Let's let's have. They're a all day, segue. every day. Let's have a little segue and talk about and talk about Venice itself. What What do you think of the city? It's nice. I'd always wanted to go, but it's it's it's, it's beautiful. Is it your first time? Every every street yeah. looks the same, but the pasta is good. The, the, pasta the is food good. here. The food here is the the people suck, but the food here is worth oh, well, it. That's going to be my next question. Have you have you finally decided what's better, pizza or pasta? What's well, pasta? Obviously, it's pizza. Oh, literally everyone knows that pasta is better. Everyone knows that pizza is better. This yeah, is like... there's other people in this room, and they're nodding no, when so I said pasta. No, so, so sorry. So there's two other people in this room. One sides with James. One sides with me. So it's a fifty-fifty split. This is how marriage story. Yeah. Goes. No, they both said pe- pasta. No, he said it's pizza. He said pizza. Oh, for fuck's Aha, sake. See, see, pizza is better. Jack, wait, 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 wait. What do you think, pizza or pasta? Oh, Satellite. It's a tough one. I always go back and forth. I had a nice. If you ta- if you had to choose one. If I had to choose one. Don't know. I had some pretty good pasta with James a couple of weeks ago. You did. So I am officially announcing my retirement from this podcast. Oh dear. The question that you're asking is: you're asking whether which is better, 2001: A Space Odyssey or Interstellar? And Oasis is saying Interstellar, and no, it's just objectively no, incorrect. No, no, no. Because 2001 is obviously better. You're asking pizza. Yeah, exactly. Pasta is obviously better. I feel this pizza is, pasta. This you're is a you're asking. Comparison. Where did this come from? <laughs> Get your fucking carbohydrates right. Right, in, in fairness, Interstellar is good, okay? So. Just like pizza. It's not, it's actually shit. Pizza's great. Pizza's, pizza's Nolan, not Interstellar. No, pizza's Nolan, not better. <laughs> Nolan put way too much cheese on Interstellar. <laughs> Christopher Nolan was unsuccessful in kicking up, kicking up a... A nice pizza. Yeah. It was shitty pizza. You know that, so I just had a really shite bowl of risotto. Had a fucking you know that, you know that Tanette's gonna be that shite bowl of risotto. Oh no. Like, let's be, let's be honest. Do you not think it looks good, Tanette? No. no. Te- I believe it's called Tenet. Tenet. Tanette. Tanette. I love Tenet. Nolan more than anyone else, but I just, I don't know. I don't know, it just sounds... Really? Robert Pattinson's in it. He's always good. But he's no, he's not. He... he dropped out. Thank God. No, he's in it. He's in it. He dropped out. No, that was the souvenir. Too. Oh, that was the souvenir. Oh, the souvenir too. Oh, fuck it, doodle do. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, yeah, Robert Pattinson's good. We're about to see um, his Venice film, The King. Well, he stars in it. Mm. But apparently, apparently, that's quite mediocre as well. So L- let's talk about that. Is that Timothy Chalamet? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet and Robert Pattinson in a medieval film, um, which is interesting because. I think I I love Timothy Chalamet as a person, but he seems miscast in everything he does. Mm. So, and I think he looks miscast in this because he's supposed to be playing uh, a king. Uh, what should, a he, young, what should a he be cast king, as? But he, he's like a he's like a pasty skinny white dude. What should what should what should he be cast as? A pasty skinny white dude. He should be a prince. Well, that's basically what he is. Yeah. But like, he's like surrounded by like big buff guys. You know what I'm saying? Like. There's quite a lot of jokes I want to make right now, but I don't, I'm not brave enough to go there. Do it, go, 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 go there, go it's, there. It's three in the afternoon, no, no Timothy <laughs> Chalamet, ex-buff guy jokes yet. <laughs> Save it for after the film. Yeah. Who's, who's direct, Next episode. Who's directing it? David Michaud. Yeah, that's it. Oh. Very nice. He did, the, he did the rover, which I didn't like. I don't think I've seen that. What did you think of it? He did War Machine. He did War Machine? Uh-huh. Yeah, that shitty movie. Oh yeah, that wasn't very good, was it? 
Oh yeah, no, no, it wasn't quite, quite, um, quite an embarrassment. Pouring yourself a nice wee drink, Luis. He's uh, pouring himself apple, apple juice. juice. Yeah. Oh, very nice. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Santol Apple Juice. Thanks, thanks, Apple Juice. Other apple juices are available. <laughs> other apple juices are available. <laughs> it's not even apple juice, because they also did other flavours. Well, well, I just the, got the, the apple plot, brand. The plot, the plot thickens. <laughs> How have you been, Jack? What have you been up to since you never told us last episode? Oh, you know what? We've got, we've got quite a lot, we've got a lot to get through. Let's just, let's just move Still on. Still up to nothing. I'll tell you one day. Um, next, I want to know. Next we have um, one I've not heard of, so maybe you guys can tell me a bit about it. It's called Emma. Yes, I will let James talk about this because he loves it. I love Emma. Um, not that Emma. So, um, there's this film called Emma. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. No, no, no. Uh, you know Pablo Lorraine, who directed Jackie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he made another film. Surprise, surprise. It's his fucking job. He probably didn't have any money and he needed to get some more. You know how it is. We, Daily know, we grind. all know how it you is. You know? You know how it is. Sometimes you just gotta do it to him. You just gotta Sometimes do it a bitch gotta direct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, he did craft a motion picture, um, and it is about a woman called Emma who uh, decides to give up her adopted child because the adopted child is being a bit, uh, a, oh, bit a bit of a wild one. Yeah. A bit really? wild. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Like, freezes, he, like, freezes a cat and shoves it in. Well, no, he, like, takes a cat and, like, shoves it in their freezer for them to yeah. find. And he burns, like, some woman's faith and shit, yeah. you know what I mean? Jesus. Just a prick, you know what I mean? Just a... Yeah, anyway, so, like, so they get rid of him, the, but then the, it's kind of the sad the when you get rid of a child. Kevin cinematic universe. Yeah, well, it's actually like we need to talk about Kevin's parents oh. because <laughs> um, because basically what happens is uh, they're kind of sad that they got rid of the child, oh. and also because they live in like some South American country, everyone else is sad that they got rid of the child too. Oh. So basically. Um, Everyone starts shouting at them because they lose the child, and then she decides that she wants to get the child back. And then the way in which she gets the child back is um, unorthodox, to say the least. Oh, well, we don't, we so don't spoil the it. film we don't just spoil it for all the for all the it, no it, no no, no includes, that's the film that's the film. So it, it, it includes, don't spo- I'm not it spoil includes it. an orgy scene though, just to yeah the film's batshit crazy. It's, it's like it's insane. Yeah, that's a waste, that's it's like half of the film is like dance. It's not even like a film. It's like the people are just dancing. And there's like lots of very loud music and lots of neon, neon, yeah, yeah, neon lights and shit. You sure this is just like everyone's like shouting at each other? Yeah, actually, Gaspar Noe is a phrase that has come up a lot in people's reviews for Emma. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's very Gaspar. Mm, It's it. You like it, I think, because you enjoyed climax, and I think it shares some similarities and a little bit. Mm, But it's very, it's very abstract. Like it's 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 a thoughtful watch. It's not uh, just a kind of, you know, popcorn watch. Yeah. There's too much sex for popcorn. Oh. Oh. Speaking of, speaking of Gaspar, we, we, we saw the dude. We saw the, the man, the man in the flesh. Really? Yeah. What was he doing? He had Smoking. His, he, he, he had a film here, so Irreversible reversed. Um, and it was him. Reversible. Was, uh, yeah, reversible, yeah. So it was him, Monica Bellucci, and Vincent Cassell, and they were here for that. And he's... I love his moustache, by the way. I I thought he looked different. I'll be honest. I thought he looked... no, he's he's quite he's quite gentle looking. Yeah, he is. He is, gentle. He is he's very gentle looking. I he thought he was gentle. gonna be like hardcore and 
a bit fucked up, but he's not. No, he's nice. He's like, you know, I like to watch a movie. You know, I like to have a beer. <laughs> I like Wanna to, I like to, the underpass. I like to make really fucked up movies. <laughs> have you ever taken acid? <laughs> so, so, so what did you think about Reversible then? Well, it's literally just irreversible or reversed. So if you can imagine that, that's what it is. Brilliant. It's chronological order, yes. Stellar. It just makes order. things... Yeah, it literally just makes things more intense, but also more kind it, of depressing. It's sort of... It, it, for me, it took a little bit out of the film. Because part of the charm was sort of having this sort of just... Oh, oh it yeah. gets the too much charm, as well. The yeah. charm of irreversible. It gets too much because um, it starts with all the good stuff. And then just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until like Vincent Cassell is just like being up Chinese people and screaming, and it's like, what, how did this happen? Oh my god! Yeah. Jesus. But yeah. Do you think? Do you think Vincent Cassell um, was crying? It's something that he'll he'll show again, or do you think it was? I don't think, I don't. Way? I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't it has know. its own poster, but apparently it's coming out in cinemas in France. Ah, really? Oh, fair enough. But you know, everything comes out in cinemas in France. Yeah. They're weird. Mm. Okay, so we have we have one more film to talk about, and that is The Laundromat. Ah, yes, Meryl Streep uh, doing blackface. A controversial oh, oh, wait, film. So you ruined the surprise. That was gonna be <laughs> that was gonna be the big final punchline. Okay. I let's... mean, we can. Okay, we'll just pretend we didn't say that. Okay, okay, James. Just well, we, we did. We, we did say it. James, what did you think of what did you think of Meryl Streep in The Laundromat? Well, um, I don't think I don't rate her performance. It's very mediocre, but uh, she does do blackface. Uh, you've seen The Big Short, yeah? Yeah. Well, imagine somebody literally copied The Big Short, like everything in The Big Short. It was just The Big Short, but instead of about the crisis in 2008, it was about the Panama Papers. And that's literally what the film is, except Meryl Streep does blackface. And I've been informed, although I didn't notice it, Gary Oldman plays a Chinese character at one point as well. Oh my God, what is this? Steven Soderbergh is going hard What's on the blackface. What's he playing at, Steven? I don't know. He's. I don't know if he's. I don't even know if he's an old man. No, he's not. He's quite young, actually. He's a young man. He's a young man. He's, he's an a, he enfant suppo- terrible. He was, to, he was supposed to retire years ago, though. He said he was going to retire, and he's made like fucking ten films no, since then. He's going to have no choice but to retire in a couple of months. <laughs> Was it that it's bad? good. No, it's good. It's a good movie. It's entertaining. It's Twitter like doesn't believe me. Everyone keeps telling me on Twitter I'm making it up. Just they wait till it comes out on Netflix. Just they wait. Just they wait. Yeah. As in, there, there's one critic here at the festival that's like really going in on James. Yeah, there's one like, person that saw it and they're like, "There's no blackface in it." Which there literally is. There, it, 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 there is. It's the most bizarre thing. Why? What's happened? So someone's attacking you on Twitter over it. Oh, multiple. It's a war. What are they saying? A war of a culture. War of attrition. Just saying that they don't believe you? Yeah, the guy was like, oh, I've seen it. No, 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 there's people who haven't seen it. We're like, oh, we don't believe it. But there's people who have seen it. We say it doesn't happen. And people we say that it's not blackface. Because she's not playing a black character. She's playing like... A Latino character. A Latino character. Mm. But, but then people are saying, oh, but Latinas are white. But they're not white. No. I'm really confused. Hmm. Oh anyway, I'm being attacked. I'm under attack. Help. Send help. Meryl Streep is cancelled. Look, look. Kino let's not say... Unite against, yeah, look, against his enemies. Look, in order, you know, just in case Meryl Streep maybe doesn't do 
blackface. Let's phrase it. Let's phrase it the other way. Meryl Streep paints her face a dark brown color, wears a giant fuck off brown prosthetic nose, and speaks in an accent. So I don't know if that's blackface. I think it is, but that's what she does. Interesting. Interesting. And Gary Oldman world. pretends to be Chinese. And Gary Oldman pretends to be. I mean, like he's he's always been a bit weird. I'm not really surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty par par for him to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you seen Churchill? Antonio Banderas is in it as well. I think he's playing Meryl Streep. He's playing. <laughs> he's Gary Oldman is playing a Chinese man playing Meryl Streep in black. <laughs> playing Antonio Banderas. Playing Antonio Banderas. That's that's the plot. Playing Matthias Schoenhart. Amazing. That one was a little bit too obscure for me, at least. But, but <laughs> thank you, anyway. yeah, thank you nonetheless. But yeah, it's just it's just kind of a rubbish film, really. It's quite entertaining. But it's kind of rubbish. Mm. Yeah, like you can watch it and you can be entertained, but it's like it's not it's got nothing of, going not for it really. What, um, yeah. What else? It's just it's just like Gary Oldman walking up to the camera, and being like, "Oh, you don't know what a shell company is? Let me explain." Really? You know what I mean? It's like The Big Short. Yeah. Oh my god. But the thing is, The Big Short found a way to like weave it into like a story this is just little yeah there's vignettes. no story this is just little vignettes of like it's different like sketches people. some are entertaining some are shite really yeah what else are you guys looking forward to seeing i, I mean i think that's most of the big ones we've seen I'm, i know james is looking forward to uh, waiting for the barbarians which i'm gonna miss because i'm gone by then um but then it's a lot of just smaller stuff really we've seen a lot of um the past couple of days we've seen a lot of smaller films yeah like what? Any good ones? Well, I think so, but I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, I've not been too taken by any of them. We saw a really weird Chinese animation film. That was in competition. Yeah, called uh, Number Seven Cherry Lane. Um, and there's, it's, it, it was, it was, it was weird. But I think I also think we were having a discussion about it yesterday. I don't think I'm supposed to understand it because it's you know very linked to their culture and everything. Yeah. But there is a, there is a scene, an animated scene. You know, where they sort of have an orgy and there's, you know, cats fucking and licking nipples and oh, weird, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, we also saw a, a film where Udo Kier scoops someone's eyeballs out. Oh, yeah, also Udo Kier, Udo Kier was in the press screening for this. So this film was called The Painted Bird. Mm. Udo Kier was in the press screening. He stayed for about half an hour. So this is a three hour film. He stayed for about half an hour, got up and just walked out. So was it his film? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he stars in it. He'd had enough. He'd seen too yeah, much. Yeah. But he's, he's only got like scooping. he's only in it for like five minutes. Oh really? It, again, that's sort of like one character going through different stories ah, essentially. I see, I see. But it, it's violent. Like it's a disturbing, depressing film. Did you stay for all three hours? Yes, we yeah, did. Actually, we did it. Mm, very nice. We did it. I think we that's uh, just about all Hooray. we have time for. Um, yes, indeed. Time. Wow. Uh, both of you. Time is you, short. Thank you very much for um, skyping in all the way from Venice in Italy. You're very welcome. Um, so yeah, I hope you both enjoy the rest of your day. Um, thank you very much for listening uh, to the Kinoplex podcast. We'll see you again soon. Goodbye.